0: Hey, welcome back to the pod crashed This week we're telling the story of DHL flight OODLL. Thanks for listening. We have 13 pages of notes today. Okay. Um, and the reason we have so many notes, I have i've never i had never heard of this story mm. ever, and I think it'll kind of make sense as we get into the details number one uh we're going to Baghdad in two thousand
1: three okay and we're going there
0: we're going 89% ish of our listeners will remember something about Baghdad from 2003. Yeah. And I'd like to think the other 11% who are too young to remember, (laughs) um, know something about it. So, um, in 2003, us and NATO minus France, um, and a couple other people invaded Iraq. And, uh, that was in March and then May 1st, 2003, the war in Iraq was over, yep. mission accomplished, Yay. And, uh, and everything was fine. But for some reason, we're starting out in November of 2003. And for whatever reason, despite mission being accomplished, we're very much still there, right? right. So <laughs> I was going to um, say, just, yeah. just
1: to make that clear.
0: Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. Still there. Still right? there.
1: Not over. Still
0: there. Not over. Not over at all. Uh, Baghdad is a scary, dangerous place. Dangerous for everybody yeah. at this point. Dangerous yeah. for civilians. Certainly dangerous for any Ba'athists who are still hanging around. Yeah. Dangerous for soldiers who are there. Dangerous for insurgents. And just a violent, dangerous place. Uh, the One of the places... In this incredibly dangerous city, that's not nearly as dangerous is the airport, the Baghdad airport. Yeah, um, there was a vicious, hard-fought battle uh, to claim the airport, uh, and now the airport is um, under the control of NATO forces, and actually mostly being run by the Australian. Uh, air Force, incidentally. So the Australian Air Force is handling air traffic control, yeah. ops, that kind of stuff. Um, but it's it's the Baghdad airport. So it's set up to be a commercial airport. Um, it's not set up to be a military airport. And it's still used for what commercial purposes still exist, um, which at this moment in time in this place is mostly um, some cargo and mail just you know mail sending mail back and forth in 2003 if you were a soldier deployed to Iraq uh, your mom might not have email you had to write her a letter right that it's there's a significant amount of mail and there's enough mail uh, leaving Baghdad that uh, a DHL flight bounces back and forth twice a day between Baghdad and Bahrain just mostly running mail back and forth some cargo but it's basically the mailman for the city of Baghdad and for the people there um and DHL uh, our old friends uh use a Airbus um A300 to uh yeah run some mail back and forth um running this flight back and forth we've got uh our captain Eric who's uh actually a brand new captain um he's he finally got to you know um move on to that step in his career he's now a captain 38 Uh, We've got First Officer Steve, who's also Belgian. So Belgian, uh, Eric and Steve, which I'm going to say this, maybe this is normal in Belgium, but I think it's a brave move on Steve's parents' part because he has uh, three E's in his name. It's (laughs) S-T-E-E-V-E. So. (laughs) Great. Steve, who's the first officer, also Belgian, and 29. And then we've got a flight engineer, baby. We've got a flight engineer right. on board this plane. Yeah, we've got three people flying it. Uh, and the the flight engineer is uh, Mario from Scotland. Love it. Would love to know the background. <laughs> Don't know the background. Um, Mario, living in Scotland. And he is a dad. He's a dad in every sense of the word. He's literally a father. Aww. And he's 54 and he's a dad. You'll yeah. hear more about that. So uh, so we've got Eric, Steven, Mario, the DHL mailman of Baghdad. Uh <laughs> important to note, they're not getting hazard pay for running this route. Jeez. Um but they've they're doing it. Yeah. They that's that's their job. So uh, it's early in the morning, 6 a.m. They're in their A300 getting ready to fly half their day's mail over to Bahrain, fly whatever they're bringing back from Bahrain back to Baghdad, fly back to Bahrain, back to Baghdad. Um, So they're setting up, getting ready to start their day. But somewhere else in Baghdad this morning, there's a French journalist named Claudine and her photographer, Jerome, And uh, they have been interviewing insurgents. They've uh, been in contact directly and been doing interviews with members of the IAI. And they had uh, done an interview with the leader of this insurgent group the previous night. And he had invited them to uh, come and ask some of the other members questions and to uh, take pictures the following day. So they've woken up bright and very early in the morning Mm -hmm. and um, they're now in a car getting driven to wherever by the insurgents. So they're rolling through the desert, um, they're taking a lot of turns, like clearly going in circles some, like the the route is, is clearly intended to obfuscate where they're going, um, but they finally pull up out in the vast flat desert um, where there's a group of men who are there to be photographed and interviewed. Um, When they get out of the car, the men um, greet them and then they reach into some bushes and pull out a great deal of uh, weaponry, uh, including Mm. an anti-aircraft missile. Okay. And they pull out this anti-aircraft missile and start to uh, brag basically to Claudine about how they had gotten these weapons um, from an Iraqi, um, they were Iraqi weapons and they'd basically fought the Iraqi military and in the midst of that fighting had captured these different armaments. And uh, they also brag about how they had shot down two commercial planes and claudine and jerome like know that they didn't that just hadn't occurred they hadn't done that they're saying like yeah like we shot down this american plane we shot down this other plane and they've like got body counts for both of them that just didn't occur right Right. that that they the journalists who were working there would have heard about it because everyone would have heard about it that would have been news and the person who tells the news right i would have heard about it so they you know basically they're they're there to observe they're there to ask questions and they're there to challenge them but the whole thing is starting to scare them and which reasonable they say like Today we're going to shoot down another one and you're going to get to see. Cheese. And Claudine mm. and Jerome don't know if they're telling the truth cuz they were just lying. Right. They don't know what they can possibly do. They don't know where they are. Right? They don't they're they're they are completely at the mercy of these men and uh the men say like okay come on we're gonna go shoot down a plane you ready and they start to walk uh out to somewhere in the desert so back on the tarmac eric steve and mario get cleared for takeoff for their very normal daily route to run mail to bahrain and they you know fly down the runway, take off, and they're in the air. Um, Totally normal day, positive climb, plane's in good shape. Here we go, right? 6.30 in the morning, drinking their coffee, being the mailman. And Claudine and Jerome watch as Everybody's, all the men are like kind of joking. It's like a very light atmosphere, kind of an excited atmosphere. And then everybody kind of gets quiet and steps back away from the man who's holding the anti aircraft missile. And he's got it over his shoulder, and everybody gets silent as he peers down the barrel of this anti aircraft missile, pointed up at the sky and fires. God. And our DHL boys, Eric, Steve, and Mario, suddenly feel the plane shake and rip Mm. as that missile hits their left wing. Jeez. The missile hit the inside of the left wing and immediately it cracks the wing uh rips off the uh aileron and shakes the whole plane when it rips through for the first instant all the men are, are shocked and shaken and you know don't know what's happening they're only they're about 6000 feet above ground maybe right. they Uh, The first person who says something is Mario, who yells out, uh, green and yellow are gone. Now, on an aircraft, on this aircraft, on the A300, there are three hydraulic lines, green, blue, yellow. These three hydraulic lines um, run all of the hydraulic fluid that allows any control of the aircraft. At all the the plane is 100%, you do not have rudder, you do not have ailerons, you do not have anything at all that is controlled uh, by the, the the pilot should have control over right, right? Uh, the control column immediately like turns into a brick and can't be moved. So yellow and green instantly emptied no hydraulic fluid whatsoever eric who is flying the plane just yells out like what do you mean like what what like what do you mean yellow and green and, and green are gone and mario says and now blue all three hydraulic lines just dumped all of their fluid oh my God. out. the missile also opened up a leak in the fuel line that's running to that wing. So fuel has started to pour out and that fuel is feeding a fire on that left wing. So the left wing is damaged. They have no hydraulic fluid. They're leaking fuel instantly. The plane banks to the left. The plane is flopped to the left and their instinct is obviously to grab their control column and try to steady the plane. The control column does not move an inch. It is a brick statue. It can do nothing. Ugh. They do not have any means by which to control the plane. And it's on fire. Oh, my God. Steve yells out, like, what What do we do? Right? Which, again, very natural question. What right. do we do? And Eric says, okay, well, we have to go back. Right? Which, again, instinctually, right? Okay, like, we were just on the ground. Let's get back to the ground. Right? We're right. We're not that far from the airport. The plane is they have no ability to steer the plane they are passengers on this aircraft because of the bank the plane is making this wide turn to the left right just this very 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 wide slow turn to the left because they don't have any control the plane starts to dip like down and up and down and up and starts to get more and more violent and extreme. The plane is what happens is the plane was in on full acceleration because they were taking off. So the speed carries them up right so what because they're going faster they lift but then they don't have enough speed or control to um, continue to go up forever right so because they're going up their gravity is working against them that slows them down then the nose will dip down because they're slowing down slowing down slowing down they stall a little bit right they dip down 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 but as they're going down and gravity is working for them the plane picks up speed and so then they reach a Certain speed, and then the nose picks up again, oh and they go up, 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 up. So it's, it's, they're sideways, they're turning, and they're waving along, and they can't do anything oh about it. No control column, no ailerons, no rudder, they're passengers. The plane climbs to 10,000 feet before it dips, the, the the up and down is getting more and more extreme because every time they, they get to a higher uh, um, altitude, they fall faster and then they pick up more speed. So they fall further and faster and then they have more speed. So when it picks back up, it goes higher. So that up and down motion is getting more and more extreme. The plane is totally out of their control. The only thing that is possible, the only thing they have control over are their engines, right? But they have to be very careful with how they use their engines because that is the only thing they can control. So differential thrust is really truly deeply their only option. Mm. Now, I'm not going to go into detail about this because i haven't told either of these stories but present in their minds would be in any pilot's mind and in anybody who's listening to this who's very familiar with the thankfully low number of catastrophic hydraulic leaks on aircraft ua-232 and jal-123 the previous flights where this happened did not end well Mm. so Differential thrust, they know because being pilots, they're going to know that differential thrust is their only option, despite the fact that there is no training for this. Jeez. But they also know that the only people who ever tried to use it did not have an outcome that they would like. Right. And so... It is the only thing they can try. They use differential thrust. What differential thrust means is two things, because they have multiple things wrong. They are crooked, they are turning, and they are flying in a wave formation. So they have to... Differential thrust is when you use a little more... Uh, power on one side or the other, or when you use more power on both and then less power to try to steady that falling and rising motion. Right. But they have to figure out how to keep the power on the left side stronger to try to stead- like flatten the plane out to, to level it. But they also have to learn, uh, they have to increase the power when the plane starts to... Um, rise, and then or they have to increase the power when the plane starts to fall and decrease it when it starts to rise, right? So they have to do this incredibly tricky work with the throttles, trying to control it very, very carefully. And the left wing is on fire.
1: Jeez. So
0: they're trying to steady the plane. the The drag on that left side is really hard to control. Minute by minute, minute slowly, 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 they start to Get that left wing up just a bit, just a bit, just a bit to to make that turn to the left a little bit slower. And little by little, they're able to flatten out that wave formation. They can't stop it. It's not possible to stop it, but they can make the waves less intense. Right. So slowly, 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 slowly with all. All of their focus, with all of them working together, they're able to get that left wing to come up just a little bit so they're not leaning to the left, and they're able to flatten out that wave just a little bit, just a little bit. The left wing is on fire. Right On the ground, the man who shot them has put another missile in the anti-aircraft. Missile, like he's, he's reloaded it, and everybody's silent. And he's staring through the crosshairs at our boys on this plane, limping, struggling, trying to get it to flatten out. And he aims and he fires again Jeez. and shoots another missile at them. This one misses. With that one missed, the mood changes, shall we say. Yeah. And they uh, all basically say, like, get in the cars, drive away, toss the journalists out of the car, and go back to whatever they were doing. God. In the tower, the air traffic controllers haven't heard anything. Nobody, the, the, this is taking 100% of the focus of the pilots in this plane right they they have not talked to air traffic control they are 100 using every single drop of focus they can muster yeah. while getting tossed around while they're on fire and while they're it's nauseating right to be to be so like in their terror all three of them are completely focused and haven't contacted air traffic control but one of the australian airmen is looking out the window and sees uh that plane is on fire right that plane (laughs) is burning and it's flying chaotically right and so she Tries to call them. Doesn't get an answer. Okay. O- okay. Right? right. She knows they have to focus, Um, but she scrambles uh, fire and rescue out to the runway and she starts to clear the, uh, just, you know, everybody like, hey, get away from this, these runways, right? You can't use them. Nobody's taking off. Nobody's landing right now. You got to go somewhere else. You got to wait to take off, like clear the runways put the fire and safety out there and she's doing everything, you know, setting into motion the process to prepare for them to hopefully be able to avail themselves of whatever help they're able to offer. Yeah. An Apache helicopter, right? So this is a war zone, right? And there's an American Apache helicopter that is, was flying around doing a, Whatever, you know, like I don't know, like what they do, checking things out (laughs) or whatever, whatever they do. Right. And they can see this plane is struggling and on fire. And there's a lot of pictures and videos and um, like recordings from this flight and the Apache helicopter, their conversations that they're having as they're watching this plane struggle are Public, like they're able, you can listen to them, mm-hmm. and they are watching. You know, these they they have some sense of what the pilots are going through. They yeah. can see how unbelievably dire their situation is. So they're watching, and what they can see, the air traffic controller had, you know, assumed very sensibly that the left engine was on fire because engines catch on fire, right? So that would be a pretty safe assumption, right? She didn't, it's fine, right? She just functioned with the information she had. All she could see was that there's a fire on that wing and the Apache helicopter was close enough and has the equipment to see it more clearly both with his eyes and with his equipment um, and can see that it's not the engine that's on fire it's the wing itself is on fire so he is passing information that he has along to air traffic control so outside of this cockpit people are trying to do whatever they can to help them but it is so painfully little there is so little they can do to help them they are so stuck on that plane eric steve and mario are slowly 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 leveling the plane out just maintaining something that is even relatively like level flight takes so much focus, so much control, so much care. And that left wing is on fire and it's cracked and it can break apart at any second. Or the left engine could be damaged. And if they lose one engine, there's no differential thrust, right? It's damaged. They have no way of knowing when it is not, like when their plane is going to completely fall out from under them yeah eric he's the captain and he's doing like the bulk of the actual action and like focusing as much as he can and they are making it back to the runway kind of right they're kind of getting back slowly they're they're in this wide arc because of the bank and they're they're turning slowly 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 trying to get back to the airport and he deems them close enough and he um, orders Mario to drop the gear right the landing gear um, without Any hydraulics right there's no way to lock the 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 way you you drop landing gear without hydraulics which thank God somebody realized that you might have to do that is um, there's like a, a hand crank inside the cabin Uh, and thank God for flight engineers having a third person really makes a difference sometimes. Uh, Mario cranks the door of the landing gear open and then gravity will make the landing gear drop and lock in place if it drops hard enough right? Sometimes it doesn't drop hard enough and it's not locked and you have no way of knowing right? So he cranks the landing gear door open, the landing gear drops and when it drops it totally changes the aerodynamics of the plane because the plane is in such a sensitive state and it is so, so, so incredibly just crippled and the landing gear drops and instantly the nose of the plane tilts up, shoots rockets up, they're losing speed, the plane is going to stall and they, they have seconds to react to this and they can't react to it the way they were trained to react to it. All they can do is try to figure out in like a few seconds, how to adjust their differential thrust or respond to it. They're going to stall. They all yell out like, no, 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 no. And just focus on Mm. pulling the throttles back so that the nose can fall a little sooner so that they can pick up. So basically forcing a stall, the nose tilts back down. It picks up speed. They they push the throttles forward just a little bit more, pick up a little bit of speed. The nose points back up and they're back to that wave pattern. Once they're able to re-stabilize the plane after the landing gear dropped, the the good thing is a now the landing gear is down but b the um the it changes the aerodynamics in such a way that once they responded to it and corrected for it the the change in the weight distribution has actually made that wave a little bit smaller so they actually gained ultimately they it, it could have That could have been it, but they actually did gain like a little bit of control, a little bit of control. They're limping along, limping, 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 carefully, slowly, terrified. They slowly start to get back under control. Mario now uh, calls air traffic control because there uh, he's not controlling throttles, right? The two he, the uh, flight engineer doesn't have like actual flight controls, right, on on his station. Mm. So, um, but he's focusing and he's helping them watch everything. He's he's definitely part of this, but part of his job here in the crew resource management is to call air traffic control. So this is the first time they've called ATC. He calls them and says, uh, "Can you keep this runway open for?" us and uh our girl aussie girl like out in the air traffic control who's already been working on it yeah. right she's like she's like you can land on any runway they're all clear for you oh. mario says okay keep both runways open for us thank you no more talking now bye oh. and like done i know which Stop. is like oh dad i hear you dad right. like just like okay no more talking Goodbye. And yeah. mario Mario looks, so he talks to air traffic control, confirms that they actually do have a safe runway to get to. He looks at his his panel of data, right? Because that's his job is to like collect and monitor all of this data from the plane. One of the fuel tanks is empty. Ugh. And again, fuel is the only, only way for them to control this right right? a plane can run out of fuel and still be like glided to a a landing but this plane cannot run out of fuel and glide to a landing that is not possible so that fuel has been leaking and feeding that fire in the left wing and they he tells eric do you know tank one is empty and initially it's just like shock right because how can you hold all of these details in your head and then basically of course it's empty right. we're, we're draining fuel we've been draining fuel for 15 minutes at this point right. right of course it's empty but they're they're close they're close they can see the runway they're close and they are preparing to land they've got the gear down they're close mario calls air traffic control again and says can we land on runway 33 uh left and our girl says yes and he says okay can we actually declare an emergency we need fire trucks which like god bless them he knows no one has declared an emergency he knows that's something they gotta do but they also know it's an emergency they yeah. got your back and he she, uh, he says our, our, our gear may collapse because they have no way of knowing if their gear are actually locked into place right. and uh, our girl our Aussie girl says like uh, yes uh, fire trucks are already standing by and Mario says okay no more talking and they're <laughs> back to focusing and so Steve has been supporting Eric, right? Mm-hmm. Eric is 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 the pilot in command, he's the captain, and Steve has been supporting him and like taking some of again doing some of the throttles and just, you know, they're working together to actually take the actions over and over and over and over again with every single wave to control each wave and try to keep it as flat as possible. And Eric is clearly like focused on landing now, yeah. right? He can see the runway. They're lining up at the runway. Eric is ready to land now. And Steve, who's 29 and he's a fresh like first officer says like, we can't land. We can't land, we're too high, we're too high. And Eric is like, we have to land. We have to land, the <laughs> left wing could go, it could break no. off at any second. And He looks out the window and they are too high. They're too high. If they tried to land the plane from where they are, they would have to take such a steep angle that it's just crashing. It's just crashing. They cannot land. And not landing now while they're right there at the airport, not landing now means having to take this big, wide circle with their limited control while that cracked wing burns and burns and burns and while they leak more and more fuel which is the only thing that makes it remotely possible to control this aircraft taking not landing now might be it that might be it Right. but they can't land now like Steve's right they can't land now so okay they can't land now oh my god they Keep so he agreed. They, they, he agreed. He looked, he, he agreed. There's wow. just, it's not possible. It will be like the angle they would have to take to land from how high they are would, would just be crashing the plane. Yeah. And they don't have enough control over the plane anyway, right? They just do not have the control to even, they can't like. It would just mean like basically letting the nose point down right they don't have enough control to like slowly lightly bring the plane down in in any capacity so with the lack of control with the angle they would have to take landing would just be crashing on the runway instead of in the desert yeah so in order to land and take the time they need to try to get closer to get lower they're going to have to fly 22 more miles no in a 22 mile circle absolutely not they're gonna gonna have to there's just (sighs) they do not have the control so 22 miles so they do their math they figure it out 22 miles is 37 kilometers that's for you guys um (laughs) they they do not know. So the engine, they they, they do it. They fly past oh, the airport. They fly past the airport. The wing is burning, burning, burning. They're draining more and more fuel. If they lose either engine, they're going to die. If the wing gets too damaged because it's on fire and was shot by a missile, they will die. They are... I imagine nauseous. Maybe not. I would be so nauseous yeah. just from like the gyration of the plane. It can fall apart at any second. They fly past the airport and they fly in this big, wide circle. They slowly head away from the airport and then they need to make like a, a sharp turn to the right in order to get lined up, right? And that sharp Turn. They know and discuss the fact that when they there's it's just they can't they can't make a left turn continuously and line it up. They just it would take them try after try after try to get lined up with the airport making that big huge circle so they have to make this sharp turn to the right which they know just the the turbulence the the violence of trying to make that turn by by basically cranking up the engines on the right side they know that that action might be enough to make this incredibly damaged wing disintegrate yeah but Again, they're not going to get lined up with this runway otherwise. So they get closer. They make that sharp right turn. They swing the plane around. That wing does stay. It does hold. Jeez. They're kind of lined up. Okay, they're kind of lined up. They're getting lower. They're getting lower. They can't slow down it's not possible to slow down because speed is the only thing keeping them airborne. Yeah. They don't have flaps, right? They can't, they don't have any of the normal mechanisms that they would use to land safely at all. None mm. of the normal mechanisms to be clear. Again, yeah. they, as hard as this sounds, it is not possible to convey how difficult this is. Right. It can't be done. They are getting lower. They're 50 knots over speed. They don't know if their landing gear is locked in place. They don't know if they're going to be able to actually touch down. They're way too fast. They're getting lower and lower and lower. And about 400 feet above the ground, right in Oof. front of the runway, the heat, the blazing heat hitting the sand and rising back up creates a ton of turbulence maybe not a ton of turbulence under normal circumstances but for this plane on this day they're flying all of a sudden they're getting the wind is pushing them to the left so it's pushing them off course and it's increasing the turbulence it's increasing that rise and fall so they're getting shaken around blown off course they're way too fast they can't keep the plane centered the Plane is overspeed, so the plane doesn't know that they're trying to land, and it's screaming at them, terrain, terrain, pull up, pull up. The gear touches down, and it bounces, and when it slams back down, it collapses. They lose control of the aircraft. They skid off the runway, and rocket, no landing gear, no nothing, rocket Jeez. out into the desert. A kilometer, they Oof. go over 3,000 feet. They just uncontrollably slide on their belly through the desert. It kicks up so much sand, which incidentally put the fire out. Oh, shit, the stupid right. fire. The <laughs> sand kicks up over the plane, coats the whole plane. The plane slides to a stop, and oh my gosh, they're alive! Oh right? my like- gosh.
1: No chance.
0: And they, like, the plane stops and they sit there for a second and then Eric goes, like, uh, evacuate, evacuate. And then they get up and they they get out of the plane. And they collapse onto the ground oh and they cry and they hug each other and the, they can hear like the the fire trucks are coming for them. Right. The fire trucks are, are like they can see them and the fire trucks are it's it's not close. They slid a long ways. Right. So they're like going as fast as they can through the desert. They can see them coming and they're like, you know, they 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 compose themselves as much as they can and they stand up and the fire truck has stopped far away from them like it hasn't come all the way to them and they think maybe they're afraid that the plane's going to explode and maybe we should be worried that the plane's going to explode and they start to walk toward the fire truck like start to like kind of as much as they can right like as much as they can hustle i their bodies aren't are are on fire thank god not literally but just the adrenaline and fear and terror and shock and relief and the fire truck driver yells out to them do not move. There are unexploded ordnance <gasps> all over the place because of the battle to take the airport. There's bombs and mines and ordnance everywhere. Oh. Everywhere.
1: My god.
0: So they say, didn't Don't hit one move when
1: they were sliding.
0: Oh, they didn't. But now the fire truck doesn't want them to get, go through all of that and then die, right? right? So the The fire truck operator has them stay where they are, and he slowly, slowly, slowly drives up, right? Because his fire truck, I guess, will handle the ordinance better than their bodies will. And he drives up and gets as close to them as he can. And then he says, I'm going to back up. You walk on the tire treads, like on the that I leave behind, right? Because wherever the it's, you know, it's checked out, basically. And again, anybody who remembers what the war in Iraq was like. IEDs, people stepping on bombs, driving over bombs, that fear is burned into the minds of people who experience that. Right. So this is this is an entirely new fear that has been awakened. Oh, the fire truck driver slowly reverses. Oh my God. And they walk, they walk single file in the tire tread and they get onto that stupid runway on foot, but alive. Oh. And they did it.
1: Okay, I was going to say if you say they exploded,
0: I was going to have to oh my really, gosh. I
1: wouldn't have done this story. Really question what we're doing here. No, just kidding.
0: I could, no, oh. I wouldn't have been able. thank god no no no
1: thank (sighs) god what a traumatizing experience holy hell
0: holy hell how (sighs) wow this one we talk about a lot of stories where the time between the emergence of the problem and the plane the flight being over one way or the other we have a lot of stories where that time is short right yeah. very short this was protracted this was like 20 minutes right that's what of... i was
1: thinking the whole time i didn't want to interrupt because there was such a flow no, it was okay. beautifully told um, thank you i <laughs> uh, but i was that was that's exactly what i was thinking the whole time like how long is this is this taking and then you said 15 minutes and i was like oh my gosh cuz i'm thinking like okay this is obviously a little bit longer than some of the other ones but i'm thinking 5 minutes 7 minutes
0: it's so long so long so and then they have long. to circle no no that oh my god and, oh i love we talk about crew, crew resource management right yeah. just like the idea that you got to work together yeah. and you got to be you can't maybe you're not there's still a hierarchy but you gotta speak up yeah like i totally understand how eric could get that it's good It's there's not supposed to be one pilot right, right. there's i have immense incalculable respect for all of them and i have nothing bad to say any about anything about any of them but you i can see so easily how you could just get so focused on like got to get to the runway and i imagine that going up and down like that could mess with your like spatial awareness and your instruments aren't working and you're flying in this really weird way and i just like Steve speaking up and I don't know how well Mario can even see out the window. Right. He's yeah. got, he's looking at his panel. He's, 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 his job on board the plane is to look at his panel. Right. right? So, so Steve was the person who had to be the one to say something and he did. God bless oh. him. But this, but even for him, cause I can imagine, I can imagine talking yourself into thinking like, I don't know. He's the captain. Maybe he knows. Maybe it is okay for us to land, right? Because that plane, I, I don't. That wing could have snapped off or disintegrated and like turned to ash at any point. Yeah.
1: Oh, any point. And I like, I'm just thinking, oh, my mic just dropped. I was just thinking the like, thank God that Eric listened like if he wouldn't have i mean and we've had stories where some pilots don't listen i mean
0: yeah and it's
1: tragic Yeah, like thank god he listened
0: right oh and i have to i have to say this this flight this plane this landing is considered the most damaged plane to ever land like the wow. most damaged commercial plane to ever land safely and safely is design is defined here as like everybody surviving yeah the plane i don't think the plane made it i tried to look up <laughs> to see if the plane lived i couldn't find anything which makes me think that it it's
1: didn't. probably still there <laughs> they probably maybe who they knows were, like, Fuck it. we're not gonna risk anything getting out of there
0: all the ordinance yeah I mean, bigger fish to fry, I guess, right? right? Like, it's a rock's had a lot going on. Right.
1: So. Maybe that's why yeah. you can't find any answers oh. so people don't go to it.
0: Right. Maybe, maybe there is no answer. Right. Maybe somebody's still thinking someone will scrap it sometime. Right. But, like, I don't, I highly doubt the plane lived. Maybe we're going to get an email from a DHL pilot who's like, no, no, they fixed yeah. it. We're using it again, which I would love. Please email us if that's the that's case. That's
1: horrifying. I would be so but, mad. Casey would love it.
0: Yeah, I. Re- we would have. It would. <laughs> I, I. I highly doubt that they would have been able. uh yeah. The fuselage might have been okay. Like I mean, the body of the plane. They would know? have to rebuild but-
1: the whole thing.
0: I mean, like- hard to say. But
1: <laughs> how bad is that belly oh, burn on that fuselage? Pretty bad. bad
0: <laughs> like a. <laughs> it's pretty like bad. You fall off your bike. Yes, like, right. Just- oh this is like live. a penguin
1: skidding across but it's yeah not a penguin yes. it's a
0: plane uh, peng- <laughs> right and and sand yeah. which is uh famously <laughs> abrasive right. so it'll be nice and
1: smooth yeah. i guess on the bottom
0: right there you go god oh oh Horrible. they lived and like i had never heard this story yeah. and i know that this is the second i think only the second cargo plane story we've told mm-hmm. and i tend to like they just they don't they don't get the same attention right? right and i I get it there's no passengers there's not like a big airline that is that people fly on that has like a reputation or get sued or whatever right? right but um and obviously in a story like this the there's no the plane was fine you know what i mean yeah. like the faa or like the ntsb report is like oh well they were shot by a missile right like there's not any right there's no investigation. Right the inv- it's a it's a different it's, type it's a of sh- investigation. It's a short one. <laughs> yeah. Well and again again the the so there's film taken by the insurgents. Oh, they shit. they filmed it. So you can find there is film of them <clears> firing <throat> the missile that hit this plane. And the journalists were there taking pictures because again it's yeah. something they wanted credit for. Right. Yeah and, what happened to them? Um boy great question i have a very hard time imagining that they are still alive uh 20 years later yeah. after um
1: wait they I, were I, like we know that they were killed
0: no 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 i'm just saying i just struggle to imagine that they weren't at some point
1: oh i see like do, do you know what i mean yeah, i yeah, just yeah. i
0: just uh that it's possible yeah. but um
1: geez but they, but they didn't like write about it obviously
0: The journalists... Wait, who are we talking about? The journalists journalists or the insurgents? Sorry, sorry, sorry. So the journalists are still alive, I believe. And they... Sorry, 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 sorry. The journalists... (laughs) I'm sorry. I thought you meant the insurgents, and I was like, I don't know, man. Journalists die. It's a dangerous dangerous career choice and a dangerous spot to do it in. But um, the the, uh, journalists are, um, to the best of my knowledge, still alive. And they are... um, Claudine actually got was like really hated and reviled because people felt like she should have done something to stop it which like guys i mean what what was she gonna do right big gun what (laughs) like right what on earth would she have could she have done it's an it is an aircraft anti-aircraft missile right not a single thing nothing she could have she could have been the only casualty of this experience right right like why right and jerome the photographer he doesn't right like uh, what could she possibly have done and she's very like there's an interview with her and she's like very um just you know so french i don't even (laughs) do we have any french listeners Right. God bless the French. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's pretty much how she was. She's like, what am I going to do? What would you have done? Right. Huh? Like, she's right. just so like, you know, like they what do you what do you mad at me for? Right. I didn't do it. Like and she's but what's funny to me is that this is not really that funny. It's only funny to me, I'm sure. But um, <laughs> is lying in French like bluffing or whatever, like bluffing oh. is that. Because in the interview, she's up. She's speaking French and smoking. I don't know if she's actually smoking, but in my memory, yes. she's smoking in the interview. I just believe that in my heart. But she, um, that might be a character. She's like an knows, anti
1: anti smoking <laughs> advocate.
0: She's like dressed in like a black and white striped shirt, and like Perfect. <laughs> it's all no. But um, the the she um, says that like she's speaking in French, and there's the translation over it, but she keeps saying like blue cause like she was saying that they were, they were lying and they were bragging mm. and they're like having her take their picture. And like, she thought they were bluffing. Right. She did not think they were actually going to do this. She thought that it, that it, it's, it's, it's propaganda. Right. And that's the thing yeah. like you have, that's the like complexity of doing journalism under these conditions that like you, like there is an, Boy, this part is going to get cut if I finish the sentence. <laughs> um, it's challenging to do this kind of journalistic, journalistic work, I guess I'll just say that. Yeah. Because they, the, the purpose of terrorism is to get as much attention as possible, yeah. right? So, But people are very ready to give attention, certainly. Mm-hmm. And not giving attention, not reporting on it, like declining the interview, that's not that's not, is that an improvement, right? right? Is that what journalists are supposed to do? Is that what we would prefer? Like, so um, I guess I'll leave it at that. But the, um, Claudine did nothing wrong. That's the official position of the podcast. What was she going to do? Not a thing. Not a thing. Jeez. And, and they are, they had the anti-missile. Yeah. Like they had the anti-aircraft missile. Yeah. They had it. Like she didn't give it to her. Right. Like they were their intent they had it because they wanted to use it. And thank God nobody died. Yeah. And Jeez. unbelievably nobody died. But this is, yeah, the most damaged plane to ever land. That's be landed safely.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. This is a crazy story. It like reminded me of um like the Titanic almost, just like that. That mm. elongated panic. Obviously oh, in the gosh. sky and very yeah. different. But right.
0: Right. But just had the, like that feel. slow. Yeah. Ugh, like, we know what's I wrong. Can't...
1: We We know what's wrong. We were just oh. hit.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. We know exactly what's yeah. wrong. There's no mystery. We know exactly what's wrong. Right. We cannot fix it. We cannot stop yeah. it. Oh, gosh. I just. I don't know. I think about how. how um i don't know i feel like when when i worked in aviation i feel like we treated the planes like they were faberge eggs Mm, you know what i mean like we were very careful with the planes because if you were a customer service agent and you damaged a plane you just forget about it oh my god The just uh, I would rather fail a drug test, yeah. and I don't even have any reason to fail a drug test, right. right? I don't. There's no reason, Mom. There's no reason why I would fail a drug test. No, we're not but a drug I test. would rather. <laughs> I would rather endure the humiliation of failing a drug test than do aircraft aircraft damage. Right. I would rather fail. I would rather get fired for failing a drug test and be like, oh, my God, when did I get drugged <laughs> than, like, <laughs> than do aircraft damage? But I say that to say, like, look how tough this plane actually was. Yeah. Like, God bless this plane. Like, holy crap. It got so, damaged, so damaged on the wing. <laughs> but For so
1: long, for well. such a long time it was on fire for a long long time
0: for so long (laughs) and just the like the the like like up and down 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 like just horrible so yeah these are uh, eric steve and mario i just god bless you yeah I really hope d h l instituted hazard pay after this,
1: I was going to say they had to have been compensated for something
0: they had to be they they won like various awards and they were like heavily recognized. and I'm sure that again, I'm sure like i'm sure i'm like very confident that um people in like the aviation community know them yeah. because it is unbelievable. It is so, so remarkable yeah. what they did I mean, that's heroic uh, like yeah yeah and but i don't think this was i don't know there was a lot of news on the tv in 2003 about iraq so i guess this just yeah everyone lived and it was a cargo plane and it just got
1: not huge you know, yeah it
0: just yeah Jeez. so god bless cargo pilots yeah
1: that's crazy they
0: gotta fly everywhere
1: yeah Everywhere, every condition, Everywhere. all conditions.
0: Just into like every little like nook and cranny of the world. Yeah. Like anywhere you, where you can buy peanut butter, it probably got there on a DHL plane, right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but yeah, God bless DHL. so that's one of my like wow. new favorite stories. That's a great
1: story. It's a really great story.
0: Yeah, and we sharing. needed one where everybody lived. Yeah,
1: we needed one where everybody lived. And that's a that's I a crazy guys. one where everyone lives. That's wild.
0: Oh, <sighs> and everybody lived, yeah. including Claudine and Jerome. <laughs> God bless them. And probably not the insurgents. No, eventually, probably but, not. But on that day, yeah, everyone everybody lived? but the plane lived. Yeah. Yep. Jeez. <sighs> Do you have a fact about Iraq in 2003?
1: <laughs> I don't. Maybe next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, today is a silly fact.
0: <laughs> I love it. We need it. Okay, you
1: know, um, do you know what squares with curved edges are called? You know, they have like rounded edges.
0: Oh. It's like, but it's like a yeah. square,
1: but it's got like a little, it's not a yeah, point. Yeah, like a
0: know? square coaster. Yeah, or
1: exactly. Do you know what that shape is no. called? No.
0: I had no idea I don't even, there
1: was an. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to pronounce this. Squirkle.
0: A squircle? It's A squirkle.
1: It's officially like a s- a squirkle, like a square circle. It is
0: like Squirtle, like, but Squirkle. Yes,
1: yes, exactly, like Squirtle, but Squirkle oh. with a C.
0: What a thing! Amazing. This is why. It is amazing, but it is also why English is so hard to learn. Exactly. Because we have so many words. Right. Just way more words than we need. And like, that's a squircle. Yes. Squircle. Squircle. It's a squircle. That's funny. That is a a wonderful fact. Yeah. No sharp edges. Just a nice soft square. Just a nice nice soft squircle. Nice soft squircle. (laughs) That is some like design, yeah, like somebody person? somebody
1: got to name that and are is proud of that yeah. name, and that's great, I'm happy yeah. for you,
0: when you said you weren't sure if you were going to be able to pronounce <laughs> it, I thought it was going to be like I was like, oh, is this something like in another language like does a different language have a word for this but and it's like no it turns out your language it's my has a own word language for this. two words yeah. i can't i can't do right. it right our our language has a word for this then we did not know exactly. it because that's exactly. what it's like to speak english but uh, and like the way that it.
1: It, it the way that the word looks it doesn't look like it should be an english word so because of like right. the the letters that are in it it's just it's very confusing
0: it's a squircley. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Too many the, sounds. Yes. Oh my gosh. Every time I edit these episodes, darling, dearest friends, <laughs> I I really, really hope that I don't completely ruin <laughs> listening to me talk be, for you by this, right? Because that would be a bummer, right. right? But I, every time I listen and I hear myself say asks... <laughs> like a s k s and i just hear the x and i'm just like that can't be the right pronunciation Esks. i cannot figure out a different way to pronounce it it's like a cool besides like
1: it's like a cool double s asks
0: guys if you have a different way that you say asks there's no other way to say it is there i mean there's like a e which is x right you could do that which better one syllable better vast improvement or or asked and I can't not make it a T right ask I can't make that sound like (laughs) ask like a D sound your your mouth doesn't close I don't know I can't you know I don't think
1: I don't think like my grandparents don't say the word asked E D A S K E D it's not in their vocabulary like if they say like really? I asked you for a pencil like past tense they will say I asked them for a pencil. And I don't I, I that may be proper oh. english. I have no idea. But it's something I've always Certainly noticed. Certainly
0: interesting. Yeah. Or somebody made fun of the way they said it in like 1975 <laughs> yeah, right, right. and they've just <laughs> I, I mean they are from the midwest.
1: I don't know if that that's it. I don't know. My grandma was an Maybe. english major though.
0: Oh. Yeah, my my dearest my like my nana was a teacher yeah and she always had that like the um white yeah mm, yeah or whatever yeah. like that which i guess that's why the h is there i guess yeah. you're supposed white? to do that white, white. yeah white. And now it's like a white. southern white oh oh yeah 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 that does pop up in like southern yeah southern accents if you would send if any of you <laughs> would send me yourself saying asks or asked and <laughs> and just to make me feel better or worse about myself um that would be great and uh and i'm really sorry if i've just made you annoyed by the thing that annoys me i didn't want to do that but um yeah oh so we're going to costa rica we are going to costa rica <laughs> yeah and on a plane,
1: yeah, together,
0: yeah. And um, very soon on the right. And you asked people on. Actually, there you go. There's no way around it. There's no way around it. You, <coughs> excuse me, made a request <laughs> for I people demanded, to tell us. Actually. you demanded <laughs> people to say what they would like yeah. uh, us to do because we also hit twenty thousand listens, which is amazing, and we also, um are more than a year old like we're we're running out of excuses not to do something (laughs) and um we yeah so if you guys are not on instagram which is most of you right um and you have like a thing that you'd like us to do i don't know a lot of people suggestions
1: so far i think i'll say we'll save them for the for the instagram but
0: well what i'm thinking is though because people don't so if you yeah, have I mean, instagram for sure why don't you follow us right but also if we'll probably like post more stuff on instagram yeah. um there maybe are TikTok? almost no pictures maybe tiktok we could do tiktok yeah. do you know how to make tiktoks maria <laughs> <laughs> um okay we'll figure so it out. or our we just set up one phone each it out. <laughs> that is who is our social media team <laughs> the dog the mystery. is the dog The social His i don't talks know. Who is the social media team? yeah i support (laughs) but but wait no but really like the the, yeah if you want to do i I think something like a hangout would be fun Mm -hmm. i just don't know and we could do it on tiktok and instagram right yeah we could just set up one of each of our phones and just be live on both can you be live on tiktok um yeah yeah can we be live on tiktok uh yeah i think so i gotta look okay so yeah if you guys want to just do something like that like hang out or we'll just i guess post um you know fun units of measurement perhaps <laughs> yeah. um but we will yeah. um yeah uh we're gonna oh and yeah if there's anything that you'd like us to do because we'll actually be together and again there are i think no pictures of you and i together mariah like either in the of world. us
1: that exist
0: right there's none i don't think so right so we'll take pictures together <laughs> picture. so they can exist i don't i think there's one picture of like the five of us like oh yeah you and ty and Justin, brian and i but yeah
1: we went on a road trip
0: we did but that i think that's it for pictures that contain the two of us so all of that to say guys right maybe we'll take a picture of both of us in the same place maybe. at the same time <laughs> and uh yeah if you want to hang out then that would be really fun yeah and um Or maybe we just, yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. So give us requests so we can figure it out and uh, do something that you would actually enjoy. (laughs) Um, But somebody said, somebody sent a request. And I am not trying to tease this person. I just, because I know what they meant, but it like sent fear through my mind. Like it just sent like a little stab of fear into my heart. And it's just a wording thing. I think I know which one you're talking about. Because it's the same to me. You, like, what is it? Like live... plane crash or something. Yeah, I was no. like, what?
1: At first, right. and, then and then I was I like, like, wait, I don't think that means what I think it means.
0: Yeah, plane crash vlog. That's what it was, which like I want to say this right now, not in any way making fun of you. I know exactly what you mean. It yeah. is not hard to understand. No, 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 no. But my first thought was, yes, was a vlog of us on our plane, plane crashing. <laughs> and we don't want to do that and you don't want us to do that either. That right. was not like, the we're suggestion crashing the
1: plane for the purpose of our brand.
0: Oh my gosh, we would blow up, yeah. but we would be in jail <laughs> or not alive. So both
1: <laughs> not right.
0: good. Um, oh, I hate, there's nothing on earth I hate more than imagining that if God forbid, and it will not happen because flying planes is safe. But if we did die in a plane crash, that that would actually be like, how ironic plane crash podcast, yeah. but it would be like someone would write an article yeah. about it. It'd be like plane crash podcasters died in like, own plane crash. Right. Yeah. And like I don't know. Oh, hate that idea. <laughs> right. It's so, too
1: on brand. It's too on the nose.
0: There's nothing I could want less exactly. than to do that on brand.
1: And to die no. in a plane
0: crash. <laughs> right. I don't want that either. I want I want to live. Oh, yeah. imagine getting your wisdom teeth out just to die in a plane crash oh like five God. days later. No. no, thank you. No, thank you. No hard pass. Um hard hard pass. <laughs> so We will live, guys, because flying on a plane is safe. And um, But we'll also spend some time with you. So hit us up. Thank you to those of you who have. And um, we love your suggestions, um, even if they scare us a tiny bit. But then we figure out what you mean, and we're there with you. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I love you so much, Mariah. I love you too, Casey. I love all of you. Thank you to all of you for being just the best. Yeah. Truly, and, uh, yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Pod Crashed. We so hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we really do hope you enjoyed it, um, because I really love telling this story, and it was fun to finally tell one with a happy ending, um... As we've mentioned in this episode, and I think in a couple other places, uh, we are going to be out of town. And uh, we're going to be out of town together. And uh, if you'd like, we'd like to do some extra, I don't know, just fun stuff together. Uh, We're going to be posting stuff on Instagram and TikTok. uh, So be sure to follow us there. If you have any suggestions on things you'd like to do or if you'd like us to do a hangout that's not on uh, one of those platforms, be sure to let us know. Uh, Thank you to all of you who have reached out to us. It's been so much fun to hear from you and get to chat with you this week. And uh, we hope we get to do lots more of that in the future. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye.